So today I'm going to be talking about the alpha male. It's been on my mind recently and I've been wondering how to pitch this idea across and how to describe the alpha male without boring anyone because honestly this is a very um, talked about topic but not really explained well and that's what I wanted to do. Initially I came up with this idea because I didn't understand the alpha male. My first thoughts if someone says alpha male are run. I don't it just sounds toxic, it sounds aggressive, it sounds like a situation I don't want to be in. So I decided that I had strong opinions on the topic. And you know, when I have strong opinions, I have to debate them, I have to discuss them, I have to wonder, why do I have these opinions? Um, are they healthy? Are they valid? Do they have any basis to them? So I did some research. And the research shocked me in many ways. Firstly, I found myself identifying with the proper definition, shall we say, of an alpha male. And I found myself feeling more sympathetic at the end than justified for any of my responses. So let's go on this journey together and discuss the alpha male. So first questions first. First things first. <laughs> what is an alpha male? An alpha male is the dominant male in a particular group. A male tending to assume a dominant or domineering role in a social or professional situation. So these alpha males are those at the top of the social status hierarchy. They have greater access to power, money, mates, which they gain through physical prowess, intimidation, or domination. So I know you've probably heard the term alpha male before. You've probably seen someone who you might think, oh, they go into this group. So we have alpha males or people who are just like, I'm the natural leader. These are typically described as the real men in contrast to men who are considered beta males, who are considered weak or submissive or subordinate guys with low status and who only get access to mates once women decide to settle down or go searching for uh, in quote, unquote, nice guy. Um, funny side story, I actually met someone who considered themselves a beta male. They introduced themselves and go, I'll be honest with you, <laughs> I'm a beta. And I was very confused, but I laughed for like 30 minutes after that conversation because I was like, I think that's the funniest introduction to give someone to say that, hey, I'm what society may consider either weak or submissive, and I'm looking for someone who's the opposite. And it was a very weird conversation, but I digress. Anyway, now, if you're a logical thinker, kind of like the way I thought I was when I started this research, you might be wondering, why would anyone want to consider themselves an alpha male? It's a very animalistic term. We usually use alpha um, males when we're talking about wolves or chimpanzees. It's weird. Why are men comparing themselves to wolves and chimpanzees? It's very severely limiting to think of humans in these terms. And anthropologist Matthew Gutman, a professor of anthropology at Brown University who spent 30 years exploring the notions of masculinity across the United States, Latin America, and China, also thinks the same way. He'll probably agree with you and call it incredibly misguided to think of humans in these terms. This idea of masculinity links itself with sexual prowess, and we're tricked into thinking that we can be so narrow and like just have two kinds of humans or two kinds of males and we're constantly comparing ourselves to chimpanzees or gorillas or other primates and it's very easy to do and in classes and textbooks you usually see that women or females are choosy across species and males want to have sex with all females so they can procreate and spread their seeds but if you look at people in general um people aren't really like that and maybe you might say that females may be picky or anything and that's a debate for another time but 
I know that most males don't really just want to spread their seed. I mean, let's have the argument for Nick Cannon at another time. <laughs> but men tend to be more complicated. Another weird thing that we've come to believe about men in the sense of alpha and beta males is that men should be in charge or just want to be in charge. There's something biological about men being in charge. and Females have a need for men to be in charge and only successful men are out. Um, our alphas, excuse me. And that's really a problem on so many levels in that in if we're thinking of males in an animalistic sense, like, you know, king of the jungle, et cetera, et cetera, you don't really see that in wildlife. I don't know about you, but I was a big Nat Geo wild fan and I also grew up in Africa. So I had the pleasure of seeing a lot of animals like in the wild. And you tend to have female leaders um, leading more like aggressive and predatory groups you have like the female lions are the hunters and you just you have a more needs-based society even in animal groups there was this story about um oh reading Gutman's research before I digress back to Matthew Gutman 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 I don't know if he's German or not honestly I should have double checked this anyway so when you um see actual hierarchies in animals or in many species where you see alpha and beta males such as chimpanzees you also you realize that beta males tend to be healthier they don't really have the same levels of stress and you can um measure it in cortisol levels i don't want to go into that it's too much anyway beta males among chimps especially are healthier and they don't have everyone attacking them so in some studies they tend to have more sex and herein lies the the secret or maybe the advantage of the beta male there's an advantage to not being at the top of the group so why this desire to be the alpha male this stressful position i read a story about a study done on monkeys and when they um, had the alpha male, the alpha male in their group or pack, whatever, kind of got old. And it was like, because it was a respectable alpha male, the rest of society took care of them. But it was like such a pressuring position that the alpha male basically like aged out faster than the other males. Anyway, so um, back to people. We, uh, we seem to care a lot about how we see each other and how we're portrayed across. And so this alpha male image has become something that's somewhat desirable. In society, we've pushed the bro culture, and this has led in many ways to toxic masculinity, which on this podcast we've discussed in varying degrees. Humans are terribly complex, so they can't be this dichotomy of people. How do we see a typical alpha male? There's a piece in psychology today that boils it down to three characteristics. I think these characteristics are kind of limiting, but basically it's the height, the voice, and appearance can usually point out an alpha male even before they speak or do anything, you know, alpha-ish. So height, it's usually a taller person, you know, just a more physical appearance that way. Voice, it's this more of a Barry White seductive voice, and obviously face, appearance, how they come across as, you know, traditionally attractive usually defines the alpha male. Again, even the psychology piece points it out that these are very limited and black and white ways of pointing out an alpha male, but I think it's still very interesting. The next thing I want to point out is the negatives of being an alpha male, and I'm sure you've already probably thought of a million negatives of this type of person, but I'm going to list a few. So the alpha male archetype can be territorial. They can be fiercely protective over what they think is theirs. This can come across as controlling. 
They may not play well with other kids. They may come across as intimidating and even their normal ideals may come out as aggressive. Now, if they're negatives, they have to be positives. That's the whole idea of the dichotomy of man, which I guess we've strayed away from, but it's still a very important thing to point out. When used appropriately, this courage, confidence, tireless energy, fighting spirit can make them natural leaders in competitive situations. Also, I just need to disclaim that I'm quoting directly from Kate Ludman, PhD, and Eddie Erlinson, who's an MD. They say that their courage and, um, yeah, as I just said, confidence, tireless energy, and fighting spirit can make them natural leaders in competitive situations. The trouble comes when they use their exceptional strengths inappropriately or carry them to such extremes that they turn into tragic flaws. And we've seen this all over YouTube with so many um, alpha male superstars. Their confidence becomes arrogance, their toughness, belligerence, their competitiveness becomes a fight to the death, even when even to the point where people who should be on your same team, other males or other um, friends may be seen as rivals that have to be vanquished rather than people who could help you progress. Unfortunately for many alpha males, what works in a jungle or a battlefield or even during a genuine crisis isn't always appropriate in today's world. There's no need for you to be a number one leader when we're in a line for coffee or when you're in Walmart or wherever you are. Nowadays, uh, men and people in interpersonal relationships are expected to do more than take command and control. They're called to motivate, to inspire, to teach, to communicate, to model integrity and personal growth. And such skills don't only come, well, they don't really come naturally to the alpha male. And people who fail to dis develop these natural skills of um, interacting with other people find themselves increasingly out of place. Okay, so the question is, if you find someone like this, how do you reach out to them? How do you get their attention? As I read into this more, I realized that I may accidentally have been raised to be an alpha male. So these are also tips that I think work on me, which is quite funny. <laughs> so how do you reach them? First of all, you need to get their attention. Now, getting attention is more than just peacocking. It's using um, language that we tend to understand. You have to speak an alpha male's language. So this is usually using data that's credible. Um, alphas tend to press for specifics. You need to demand commitment. You need to figure out a way to communicate an idea that would demand results or engage commitment to change rather than just like pointing out flaws or bringing up your thoughts. It's usually you need to find some kind of way to root them or to narrow them down to your new ideas also you if you're trying to confront an alpha male you have to hit them hard enough to hurt and i know that's usually hard to do with most people because they do come across as intimidating but you do and you can do that through either direct challenge or engaging curiosity and like the competitive instincts so it's something that's a challenge i thought it'd be kind of fun to do an alpha male test. So if you think you're an alpha male, um, get out a piece of paper now. <laughs> and if you, um, and we're gonna, I wanna tell you how to score at the end. So uh, just put a check on one to 10 if you um, think this way. So number one, no matter what, I don't give up until I reach my end goal. If that's a yes, put yes. If it's a no, put a no. Number two, I always say exactly what I think. Number three, I have no problem challenging people. Number four, I make the decision I believe is correct, even when I know other people don't agree. Number five, I seldom have any doubts about my ability to deliver. Okay, so one to five, 
Are we good? Okay, number six. I believe that my value is is defined by the results I achieve. Number seven, I don't care if my actions hurt other people's feelings, if that's what's required to produce results. Number eight, when people disagree with me, I often treat it as a challenge or an affront. Number nine, I ha- if I have a good idea and I'm asked to hold it off and listen to others' inferior ideas, I can quickly become visibly annoyed. Number 10, people say I become curt or brisk or frustrated when I have to repeat myself. I sadly got a lot of yeses when I did this test. Okay, so if one to five were mostly yes, you're probably an alpha with many strengths that can make you a dynamic or influential leader. If you got a lot of yeses from six to 10, you're probably an alpha male with risks that um, need your attention and you need to improve on those certain things. Now, don't be confused if you scored high in both categories. Um, Most... Again, as I said before, people are complex and sometimes you have um, many assets that are taken really far or applied incorrectly and that can hurt you as a person and can hurt you interpersonally as well. I think the main goal in all this is to, if you are an alpha male or if you know alpha males and they need the help, it's not to change who you are and become a beta or anything. It's to become an alpha male who doesn't have to prove anything. Um, As Dr. Uh, Adma Price says, so you need to become so emotionally secure, having proven already what needs to be proved. In other words, one does not need to defend his or her supposed or stereotypical masculinity. And in our world, there is room for more than one way to be masculine. Remember, being an alpha male shouldn't make you a villain. Your um, attributes to society can be positive and we need to study these traits further. I think that as we start to use these phrases more commonly, we truly do need to understand what they mean or understand how we want them to mean. So let's go out and love each other and love each other authentically and be authentically you, but also strive to improve yourself authentically. All right, I have to go because um, that's my life, but I love you all. You are seen, you are loved, and thank you for listening. Bye.